0: Dot net, where if you mouse over the link at the top of the page for online edition, you will see the third link on the drop-down is read, A-C-I-M-O-E. On that same drop-down menu, there is also a link at the bottom to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course and Miracles Society which email contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading a day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, with Section 4. The Voice for God. And at the top of the hour, we will pause to touch in with our lesson for the day, which is today's lesson 52, the second in the first review section, reviewing lessons 6 through 10. And Fran will not be with us this morning, so we are in need of a. Volunteer to lead us in that reflection on Lesson 52. I'd be willing
1: to do that, LeMoyne. It's Mindy.
0: Okay, Mindy. <clears throat> Thank you. Get into the <laughs> into the detail of that when we get there. And... uh All right. Uh, This is the point at which I turn to you, Laurie, and ask, do you have one of your uh, poetic and noetic openings for the call
2: this morning?
1: Oh, I do, LeMoyne. I'm really, really happy for this one. Um, From the mind of the Persian mystic Shams of Tabriz. And I'm just so grateful for um, the spirit of all those who walk this path before us who have the words to describe it as well as this he writes the past the past is an interpretation the future is an illusion the world does not move through time as if it were a straight line proceeding from the past to the future instead time moves through and within us in endless spirals eternity does not mean infinite time but simply timelessness if you want to experience if you want to experience eternal illumination put the past and the future out of your mind and remain within the present moment.
3: Amen. Thank you, Lori. That was great.
1: I knew Jessica loved you. that one, too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, thank
0: you, Laurie. Well, that that would seem to fit uh, (laughs) Section 8 in this chapter very well.
2: All right.
0: Um, Let's see. Let me go through our list. This morning I have with us in reading. I have Lori... Karen, Donna, and Jessica. With us and listening is Mindy. Is there anyone else who's joined the call who would like to just say good morning or join the reading list?
2: Good
1: morning. I'll be listening. Thank you.
0: Morning, Judy. Okay, well, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and get us started then. In Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 4, The Voice for God. It is possible, even in this world, to hear only that voice and no other. It takes great excuse me, it takes effort and great willingness to learn. It is the final lesson that I learned, and God's sons are as equal as learners as they are as souls. The voice of the Holy Spirit is the call to atonement, or the restoration of the integrity of the mind. When the atonement is complete, and the whole Sonship is healed. There will be no call to return, but what God creates is eternal. The Holy Spirit will remain with the sons of God to bless their creation and keep them in the light of joy. And glory. Uh, chapter 5,
1: Healing and Wholeness, <coughs> Section 4, The voice for God. It is possible even in this world to hear only that voice and no other. It takes effort and great willingness to learn. It is the final lesson that I learned. And God's sons are as equal as learners as they are as souls. The voice of the Holy Spirit is the call to atonement or the restoration of the integrity of the mind. When the atonement is complete and the whole sonship is healed, there will be no call to return. But what God creates is eternal. The Holy Spirit will remain with the sons of God to bless their creations and keep them in the light of joy. You are the kingdom of heaven but you have let the belief in darkness enter your minds, and so you need a new light. The Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let banish the idea of darkness. His is the glory before which dissociation falls away and the kingdom of heaven breaks through into its own. Before the separation, you did not need guidance. You knew as you will know again, but as you do not know now. God does not guide because he can share only perfect knowledge. Guidance is evaluative because it implies there is a right way and also a wrong way. One to be chosen and the other to be avoided. By choosing one, you give up the other.
0: Thank you, Lori. And Karen.
3: 21. You are the kingdom of heaven, but you have let the belief in darkness enter your minds, and so you need a new light. The Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let banish the idea of darkness. His is the glory before which dissociation falls away. And the kingdom of heaven breaks through into its own. Before the separation, you did not need guidance. You know, excuse me, you knew, as you will know again. But as you do not know now, God does not guide because He can share only perfect knowledge. Guidance is evaluative because it implies that there is a right way and a wrong way. One to be chosen and the other to be avoided. By choosing one, you give up the other. 22. This is a conflict state. It means that knowledge has been lost. Because knowledge is sure. God is not in you in a literal sense. You are part of him. When you chose to leave him, it gave you a voice to speak for him. Because he could no longer share his knowledge with you without hindrance. Direct communication was broken. Because you had made another voice through another will. The Holy Spirit calls you both to remember and to forget. You have chosen to be in a state of opposition, in which opposites are possible. As a result, there are choices which you must make. In the holy state, the will is free in the sense that its creative power is unlimited. But choice itself is meaningless.
0: Thank you, Karen. And Anna.
4: 22. This is a conflict state. It means that knowledge has been lost because knowledge is sure. God is not in you. In a literal sense, you are part of him. When you choose when you chose to leave him, he gave you a voice to speak for him because he could no longer share his knowledge with you without hindrance. Direct communication was broken because you have made another voice through another will. The Holy Spirit calls you both to remember and to forget. You have chosen to be in a state of opposition in which opposites are possible. As a result, there are choices which you must make. In the holy state, the will is free in the sense that It's creative power is unlimited, but choice itself is meaningless. 23. Freedom to choose is the same power as freedom to create, but its application is different. Choosing means divided will. The Holy Spirit is one way of choosing. This way is in you because there is also another way God did not leave his children comfortless even though they chose to leave him For the voice they put in their minds was not the voice of his will for which the Holy Spirit speaks the call to return is stronger than the call to depart but it speaks in a different way.
0: Thank you, Donna. And Jessica.
1: 23. <clears throat> freedom to choose is the same power as freedom to create, but its application is different. Choosing means divided will. The Holy Spirit is one way of choosing. This way is in you because there is also another way. God did not leave his children comfortless, even though they chose to leave him. The voice, they put in their, the voice they put in their mind was not the voice of his will for which the Holy Spirit speaks. The call to return is stronger than the call to depart, but it speaks in a different way. 24, the voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds. It is compelling only because of what it reminds you of. It brings your mind the other way, remaining quiet even in the midst of the turmoil you have made for yourself. The voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Yet peace is stronger than war because it heals. War is division, not increase. No one gains from strife.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And is there a new reader for twenty four and twenty five?
1: I'd love to do it. Thank you, Lemoyne. The voice the capital voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because It does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds. Reminds. I like that word. (laughs) It is compelling only because of what it reminds you of. It brings to your mind the other way remaining quiet even in the midst of the turmoil you have made for yourself. The capital voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Yet peace is stronger than war because it heals. War is division. War is division not increase, not increase. No one gains from strife. Quote, What profiteth it a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own capital soul? That means that if he listens to the wrong voice, he has lost sight of his capital soul. He cannot lose it but he can not know it. It is therefore lost to him until he chooses right. The Holy Spirit is your capital guide in choosing. He is the part of your mind which always speaks for the right choice because he speaks for God. He is your remaining communication with God, which you can interrupt but cannot destroy. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader for 25 and 26?
5: Not, hi, everyone, and happy post-birthday to you. <laughs> Hope it was a good one. I'm um, I'm a little, I, my book closed, and can you just tell me what page that is again?
0: Uh, I don't know the page. It's chapter 5, section
5: 4. What is it? 83.
2: 83. 83.
5: Okay, thank you so much. My, my, I didn't have my paper in when the book closed. Okay, eighty-three, uh, and uh, the number was uh,
0: twenty-five
2: and twenty-six. Twenty-six. Okay.
5: Um, I apologize. It's not lining up in my book. Um. Go ahead and pass. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Chapter 5, Section 4.
5: No, I just grabbed um, the wrong book when I, when I was traveling. I did the... Oh, no, well, here it is. Page 83. 25 and 26. Okay. I, again, there's no 25 or 26 on this page. I apologize, everyone. Um, Go ahead without me. It's okay. I've got the pearls, but it's not on page 83.
1: Page 84.
5: Okay, 84. There we go, 25. What profits a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? That means that if he listens to the wrong voice, he has lost sight of his soul. He cannot lose it, but he cannot know it. It is therefore lost to him until he chooses right. The Holy Spirit is your guide in choosing. He is the part of your mind which attempts, um, which always speaks for the right choice because he speaks for God. He is your remaining communication with God, which you can interpret from Uh, interpret but cannot destroy 26 the holy spirit is the way in which god's will can be done on earth as it is in heaven both heaven and earth are in you because the call is both is in your will and therefore in your mind the voice of god comes from your own altars to him these altars are not things They are devoted devotions. Yet you um, have other devotions now. Your divided devotion has given you the two voices, and you must choose at which altar you will serve. The call you answer now is the evaluation because it is a decision. The decision itself is very simple. It is made on the basis of which call is worth more to you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Diana.
1: I wonder about the last line in 25. He is your remaining communication with God, which you can interrupt. Not interpret, but interrupt, but cannot destroy. Thank you.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I kind of smiled at interpretation. I think that's the way we <laughs> confuse things, right? <laughs> Being part of perception. But, uh, yeah, it's in, that's the interruption. Um, let's see. We're at 26 and 27. Is there another new reader for 26 and 27? I'd like to do that.
3: Robin Marie here. The Holy Spirit is the
1: way in which God's will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Both heaven and earth are in you, because the call of both is in your will and therefore in your mind. The voice for God comes from your own altars to him. These altars are not things. They are devotions. Yet you have other devotions now. Your divided devotion has given you the two voices, and you must choose at which altar you will you will to serve. The call you answer now is an evaluation because it is a decision. The decision itself is very simple. It is made on the basis of which call is worth more to you. 27. My mind will always be like yours because we were created as equals. It was only my decision that gave me all power in heaven and earth. My only gift to you is to help you make the same decision for yourself. The will for this decision is the will to share it because the decision itself is the decision to share. It is made by giving and is therefore the one act of mind that resembles true creation. You, and, you understand the role of, quote, models, unquote, in the learning process and the importance of the models you value and choose to follow in determining what you will to learn. I am your model for decision. By deciding for God, I showed you that this decision can be made and that you can make it.
0: Well, thank you, Robin Marie. <coughs> Sorry, I got dropped there. Um, okay. And so let me ask, is there another new reader for 27 and 28? Another new reader. Okay, back to you, Lori.
1: Uh, I'll have to pass for just a moment, uh, but please come back to me.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, Karen. Karen, would you read twenty-seven,
2: twenty-eight?
3: Yes. Twenty-seven. My mind will always be like yours because we were created as equals. It was only my decision that gave me all power in heaven and earth. My only gift to you is to help you make the same decision for yourself. The will for this decision is the will to share it. Because the decision itself is the decision to share. It is made by giving and is therefore the one act of mind that resembles true creation you understand the role of "quote unquote" models in the learning process and the importance of the models you value and choose to follow in determining what you will what you will to learn i am your model for decision by deciding for god i showed you that this decision can be made and that you can make it 28 I promise you that the mind that made the decision for me is also in you and that you can let it change you just as it changed me. The mind is unequivocal because it hears only one voice and answers in only one way. You are the light of the world with me. Rest does not come from sleeping but from waking the Holy Spirit is the call to awake and be glad. The world is very tired because it is the idea of weariness. Our task is the joyous one of waking it to the call for God. Everyone will answer the call of the Holy Spirit or the Sonship. I'm sorry, let me just start that again. Everyone will answer the call of the Holy Spirit. Or the sonship cannot be as one. What better vocation could there be for any part of the kingdom than to restore it to the perfect integration that can make it whole?
0: Thank you, Karen. And go, Donna. donna can you read
4: 28 and 29 sorry i was on mute that's okay (laughs) thank you 28 i and that i is jesus i promised you that the mind that made the decision for me is also in you and that you can let it change you just as it changed me this mind is unequivocal because it hears only one voice and answers in only one way. You are the light of the world with me. Rest does not come from sleeping, but from waking. The Holy Spirit is the call to wake and be glad. The world is very tired, because it is the idea of weariness. Our task is the joyous one Of waking it to the call for God. Everyone will answer the call of the Holy Spirit or the sonship cannot be as one. What better vocation could there be for any part of the kingdom than to restore it to the perfect integration that can make it whole. 29. Hear only this through the Holy Spirit within you and teach your brother to listen as I am teaching you. When you are tempted by the wrong voice, call on me to remind you how to heal by sharing my decision and making it stronger. As we share this goal, we increase its power to attract the whole sonship and to bring it back into the oneness in which it was created remember that quote yoke end quote means quote join together end quote and burden quote burden end quote means quote message end quote let us remember the biblical statement quote my yoke is easy and my burden is light end quote in this way quote let us join together for my message is light end quote thank you
0: <clears throat> thank you donna and Lori, are you able to read 29 and 30.
1: oh i'm happy to happy to read that 29 <clears throat> Hear only this through the Holy Spirit within you. Teach your brothers to listen, as I am teaching you. When you are tempted by the wrong voice, call on me to remind you how to heal, by sharing my decision and making it stronger. As we share this goal, we increase its power to attract the whole sonship and to bring it back into the oneness in which it was created. Remember that quote-unquote yoke means joined together and quote-unquote burden means message. Let us reconsider the biblical statement. My yoke is easy and my burden is light in this way. Let us join together for my message is light. I came into your minds because you had grown vaguely aware of the fact that there is another way or another voice having given this invitation to the Holy Spirit I could come to provide the model for how to think psychology has become the study of behavior but no one denies the basic law that behavior is a response to motivation and motivation is will I have enjoined you to behave as I behaved, but we must respond to the same mind to do this. This mind is the Holy Spirit, whose will is for God always. He teaches you how to keep me as the model for your thought and to behave like me as a result. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Lori, and uh, Jessica.
1: Okay. Um, My cat distracted me.
0: Uh, 30 and 31.
1: Oh, wonderful. Thank you. I came into your mind because you had grown vaguely aware of the fact that there is another way, or another voice. Having given this invitation to the Holy Spirit, I could come to provide the model for how to think. Psychology has become the study of behavior, but no one denies the basic law that behavior is a response to motivation, and motivation is will. I have enjoined you to behave as I behaved, but we must respond to the same mind to do this. This mind is the Holy Spirit, whose will is for God always. He teaches you how to keep me as the model for your thought and to behave like me as a result. 31. The power of our joint motivation is beyond the least, but not beyond accomplishment. What we can accomplish together has no limits, because the call for God is the call to the unlimited. Child of God, my message is for you to hear and give away as you answer the Holy Spirit within you.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And, uh, Judy, would you conclude with 31?
1: Oh, sure. 31? 31. Yep. The power of our joint motivation is beyond belief, but not beyond accomplishment. What we can accomplish together has no limits because the capital call for God is the call to the unlimited. Child of God, my message is for you to hear and give away as you answer the Holy Spirit within you. Amen. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Judy. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, it, it returns. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Uh, is there anyone else who would like to read thirty-one? Okay, well, maybe it's for me, so let me go. The power of our joint motivation is beyond belief, but not beyond accomplishment. What we can accomplish together has no limits, because the call for God is the call to the unlimited, Child of God, my message is for you to hear and give away as you answer the Holy Spirit within you. And uh, we are at the top of the hour, and Mindy has volunteered to lead our reflection on Lesson 52, second review of Lessons 6 through 10.
1: Hi, everybody. Um, I'm not able to bump up the entire first part of Workbook for Students Part 1, Review 1, that gives us the instructions. But as long as I've got it right that we are to read each um, statement, uh, which is the exact review of the lesson, and the words that are there, and then ponder each one for two minutes. If that's correct, then I don't need to have someone else read it or grab my book. Um, can anyone say yay or nay to that? Because I can do a brief, uh, brief uh, part of that, and I have all the rest of it.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's that's fine. I was thinking to suggest today a, a shorter time in between each of the lessons, and then um, uh, two or three minutes at the end to, for each of us, because the instruction okay, sounds- is. To- Review them and then maybe focus
1: a little on one. Okay, sure. That sounds great. Um, and as long as no one needs a review of how to do the review between <laughs> what we're doing, then I'm good. I've got it all in front of me on my phone. All right. Well, this is uh, Lesson 52, and we are now reviewing the first 50 lessons in the Course in Miracles workbook. And what I will be doing is reading each lesson, and then reading the um, the short paragraph that is slightly different than what was presented in each lesson. And after I read each paragraph, I will repeat the exact lesson, and we'll take oh whatever Holy Spirit tells me approximately 45 seconds a minute, whatever feels right to um, ponder that. Then I will move on to the next. So here we are. Today's review covers these ideas. Six. I am upset because I see what is not there. Reality is never frightening. It is impossible that it could upset me. Reality brings only perfect peace. When I am upset, it is always because I have replaced reality with illusions, which I made up. The illusions are upsetting, because I have given them reality, and thus regard reality as an illusion. Nothing in God's creation is affected in any way by this confusion of mind. I am always upset by nothing. Lesson six, I am upset because I see what is not there. Moving on to number seven. (coughs) I see only the past. As I look about, I condemn the world I look upon. I call this seeing. I hold the past against everyone and everything, making them my enemies. That's quote-unquote, making them my quote-enemies, unquote. When I have forgiven myself, I remembered who I am. I will bless everyone and everything I see. There will be no past and therefore no enemies. And I will look with love on all that I failed to see before. Lesson seven, I see only the past. going to Lesson 8. My mind is preoccupied with past thoughts. I see only my own thoughts and my mind is preoccupied with the past. What then can I see as it is? Let me remember that I look on the past to prevent the present from dawning on my mind. Let me understand that I am trying to use time against God. Let me learn to give the past away, realizing that in doing and so doing, I am giving up nothing. My mind is preoccupied with past thoughts. Moving on to Lesson 9, I see nothing as it is now. If I see nothing as it is now, it can truly be said that I see nothing. I can see only what is now. The choice is not whether to see the past or the present. It is merely whether to see or not. What I have chosen to see has cost me vision. Now I would choose again that I may see. I see nothing as it is now. Number 10, my thoughts do not mean anything. I have no private thoughts, yet it is only private thoughts of which I am aware. What can these thoughts mean? They do not exist and so they mean nothing. Yet my mind is part of creation and part of its creator. Would I not rather join the thinking of the universe than to obscure all that is really mine with my pitiful and meaningless quote unquote private thoughts? My thoughts do not mean anything. And now, my thoughts do not mean anything, is number 10. What I'm going to do is just briefly just take a moment and state the lessons as they're written here, 6 through 10, and then I will give us approximately two minutes to choose whichever one stands out the most to you, Um, whichever one Holy Spirit wants to work with you right now. So we will choose between these next ones, 6. I'm upset because I see What is not there? Seven, I see only the past. Eight, my mind is preoccupied with past thoughts. Nine, I see nothing as it is now. And ten, my thoughts do not mean anything, two minutes. Review lesson fifty two, Lesson six to ten. And complete, thank you. The floor is open.
0: Thank you, Mindy.
3: Very well done. Great job, Mindy. Thank you so much. Really perfect.
1: It was lovely. Thank you, Mindy.
2: Oh my
5: pleasure. My pleasure. I really enjoyed your reading. Thank you. Thank you. This is Diana, and I only have a few minutes before everybody gets up, so I just want to share on this lesson. Um, They're already up, but (laughs) a few minutes before I walk out of this room, Um, the I have a I, I it all comes from. Not being in the now moment, and and what and um, if I'm not pre- if I'm not mindful to this present moment, everything I think is predicated on what happened before. I'm using my past thoughts for my future now you know, without being in th- this actual moment. I'm talking about the future because I'm not concentrating on where God resides, you know, where where we all have the power within ourselves to change any thought we have and um, and, and come back to perfect peace. And I, um, I think if we can just, speaking for myself, when I notice that I'm not in peace, like Lena said, that I have a choice. I have that power right now to correct that because any thought I'm ha- ha- is that I'm, that's coming up on me has, is just a thought. It's not real. It hasn't happened, but I'm making it real because I'm believing that I am the ego and I have the power to keep that thought going. No, I don't. I can stop it and I can choose peace. And um, that's kind of what I'm getting here, and I'm complete. And also, just, LeMoyne did have a birthday yesterday, so if we could just kind of wish him all together uh, the best beautiful possible new year to come for him, and I'm complete.
3: Thank you.
5: Well, you little
1: secret keeper, you. Happy birthday, LeMoyne. I'm happier in my life.
5: Me too. Happy continuing. Amen.
1: You were never born and you will never die.
3: (laughs) Happy birthday. Yay.
1: Hi, guys. It's Jude. Hi, um love these review lessons and I'm um, really grateful in joining together, um, pulling together what we read in the beautiful text today um, as Christ being the model for my thought. And the Christ mind to me is very still. Be still and know that I am God. I am one with my source. Um, the ego mind is very busy thinking all the time. It's like a hammer. It's always there's always a nail. There's always a problem. There's always something to fix, something to change, something to adjust, um, according to its perception of myself as being in a body in a world that's full of body problems and and worldly problems, and um, the beginning lessons really are fortifying my um, commitment, my total commitment. to my salvation from these false beliefs, my total commitment to the atonement, to perfect love, which is the truth of who we are, one and whole and complete, the total commitment, the one thought that created Christ and everyone as me, one complete creative thought, a thought of God. <laughs> Someone's not on mute, please. It disrupted my thoughts. Interrupted my thoughts. <laughs>
2: interrupted
1: my thoughts. <laughs> thought. I'm with you, Lord. I'm with you, Lord. Um, but the, these lessons, beginning lessons, are the undoing of Jude's judgment upon herself, all the grievances she holds against herself, and... Jude's judgment upon the world and all her grievances against the world and how she wants it to be different, um, that the body was made in in order to be different and special. And um, just to know that we're all one and the same in truth and that I will hold Christ. I want the awareness of Christ, the stillness in my mind, so that my mind is open to the thoughts God would have me think with him today. That's all, folks. I love you. Have a joyful day.
5: Thanks, Jude.
0: Yeah, thank you, Judy. And, uh, yeah, thanks, (laughs) y'all. Happy birthday. Um... (laughs) It's been interesting. Um, The only... I do want to say something that's less than this. Like, see? (laughs) It's like my only real problem yesterday was, of course, my private (laughs) thoughts. Anyway, I'm complete. Thank you all for being here.
1: (laughs) Bless your heart. Thanks, LeMoyne
3: hi it's robin marie i had an experience this morning that was
1: just a small but beautiful thing i was sitting in the parking lot getting ready to be on the call and i had this nudge to go over to the market
3: to get a pair of earrings and i said well i don't really need any earrings and isn't that kind of carnal and no, I don't think I'll do that, and the nudge kept happening, so So I went over to the market, and there was a beautiful wooden pair of uh,
6: purple roses,
3: just really pretty,
6: and
1: I, I immediately knew that it was supposed to be for me, and my friend Dennis and I had gone to the Purple Rose, which was a restaurant in Fort Bragg,
6: which was the last time that we actually got to sit down and eat something together, and though that happened in the past,
1: it uh, reminded me that, you know, love is eternal, and it doesn't matter if things happen in, in the past, because they're happening right now, so anything that has filled our heart with joy and love stays with us forever. Thank you. Oh, that was so (laughs) lovely.
2: Thank you, Roma
1: Marie. I can feel that.
4: This is uh, Donna. From uh, yesterday, uh, paragraph 18 from yesterday's um, lesson was, it says, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of joy. And as I look back on that today, because when I read that paragraph yesterday, every cell in my body was. Gyrating. I was hopeful I would just ascend out of here, but it didn't happen. Anyway, so what came to me today about that, okay, no joy means God has been put on hold, so so to speak. It's so interesting. At the same time, I was going to use this word, whole, I got a call that was on hold. Anyway, so then today, uh, from 21, the Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let banish the idea of darkness and let means permit allow give permission (laughs) it means our will must not be divided and and to agree with the holy spirit so that helped me and then there was another beautiful sentence down here before the separation you did not need guidance you knew as you will know again that as you do not know now. So I love the promise, the hope and the joy that I get just from knowing that is so. I am complete. And thanks, everyone.
1: Oh, thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, thank you, Donna. That. Like I said before the call, the definition for the Holy Spirit, maybe these three sections we're in the middle of. Um, there, There's also from today, the Holy Spirit is the call to awake and be glad. Again, the thing of joy. And one that I <clears throat> I think is Points at the directly at the simplicity of salvation from yesterday's reading, the Holy Spirit is the motivation for miracle mindedness, the will to heal the separation by letting it go <laughs> It's not it doesn't you know take great effort or doing. As much as just letting it go. Anyway, I'm complete.
3: Thank you, LeMoyne. Good.
1: Amen. Thank you, LeMoyne. Yes, the the clarity of... Go ahead. Please, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not certain exactly what I'm going to say, <clears throat> Judy. So if you are, please, um, I'll defer. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of... Um, thinking of a time when I was in my, we're talking about past thoughts and and the illusory past. And and I'm thinking of a time in my 30s when um, disco dancing was really popular and going out with your friends was the thing to do. And you'd meet somebody new and they'd say, well, who are you? Uh, What do you do? What's your story? and um and I'm thinking what a different different life that was at the time. you know you meet somebody new and they ask you that and you think, okay, um, I'll draw from my my past experience and try to try to give you a picture of who I am um, but in this section in this section voice for God, the choice for God, um, something entirely different is presented than that uh, image I made of myself. I cannot know myself except as God knows me. That's that's the only way I can truly know myself. And... Um, and, and <laughs> I was looking at a poem this morning from Hafiz called that sweet moon language and um and another piece about communion of the soul and and um and I'm thinking the most wonderful thing in the world uh the most beautiful thing that can possibly happen is to uh, be recognized for who I am. I mean, everybody feels that, don't they? Uh, To meet someone who can look you in the eye and say, I know you just exactly like you are, and it's beautiful and perfect. Uh, To me, this is the voice for God. The choice for God and, um and I have a clear choice, you know, um I can be that image uh, that I just tried to describe to someone as we were out having a drink and a dance, or I can be that person that God knows me to be um, and and the beautiful thing about that is that person God knows me to be everything is just great it's all fine it's all perfect it's free there isn't um there isn't a this and a that you know um there's a place to be that's uh beyond choice you know it just is and um and it's free and it accepts everything that comes into it and um Like your purple roses you know it doesn't make a judgment about that it's just um, free and it's always always that call to share that that um that same impulse that I want to see as I have been seen you know Um, because it is the most marvelous experience in the world To see as I have been seen back in chapter four you know we talked about how the ego selects and chooses and categorizes and this is good and that's bad and this is you know fine and this isn't fine and and, um, judge 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 but the Holy Spirit is different than that never commands never demands never directs never never asks you to resist anything except love. You know, there's just love going on here. There's no need to resist anything. And when that impulse, you know, you feel that thing and, and you feel that love and that acceptance and that loving gaze, you know, that's why Holy Spirit looks at us with a loving gaze. It's not a gaze of authority, and and I, I was taught that. Actually, you know, I was thinking about that this morning. Uh, when I was a little girl, I, I was taught that Holy Spirit is the voice of conviction in your mind that will convict you anytime you do something wrong. That's what I was taught. But here we're told exactly the opposite it's not like that at all not at all it is the loving gaze the gaze that says all I want is to communicate with you in a language that your heart knows um, that your soul responds to I want to see you like you are I want you to be free I want you to be free to love I am your model for decision he says I learned this lesson to listen only to this voice that voice, that voice you thought was real, that voice that's always convicting you and telling you you're wrong, that voice, that's not true. That's not real. That's a voice you made up in your head. And it's the one that you thought you were when you introduced yourself at a party behind a mask because you were afraid. This voice, this voice um, is a voice of welcome. Of embrace uh, of loving acceptance of freedom, to call to wake up and be glad you know there was never anything to be afraid of that separation that you imagined between you and the world, that separation that you imagined because you thought you were behind your body's eyes that's that 's all just shadow. That's all just shadow. Um, The call to be... The call to wake up, to be glad, uh, to rejoice, to um, always respond to that sense of inner joy that is salvation. You know... I'm just so grateful for this book and I'm so grateful that um, that every word he says is so true that um, there's a living experience behind all of it and um, and I'm so glad that there's a place where we can talk about this precious 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 knowing I'm complete
3: I'm raising my hand, but everybody thank Lori first. Thank you, Lori. That's great.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Lori. (laughs) Thank you, Lori. That filled my heart.
0: Yeah, well said, Jessica. Thanks,
3: Mark. Good morning. It's Karen. Um, Today was one of those days when I did the The reading last night before i went to sleep and then i did the reading again this morning and i did the um lesson this morning and i really did the lesson all day long yesterday i really worked on it all day long and today is one of those days where i had a miracle such a profound miracle first i'll just review the lesson um i'm upset because i see things that aren't there Uh, I see only the past. I'm preoccupied by the past. I don't see anything as it is now. Um, My thoughts are meaningless. Roughly, that's it. Uh, I had this thought last night before I went to bed where I wasn't feeling any love. And I keep feeling like I can't feel any love and I can't feel any joy. And the miracle was I understood that you can't feel love or joy or you can't feel the attributes of God if you're, in your, if you're in your ego mind. It's not where they are. The ego mind is the mind I made to replace God. My Christ mind, which is the mind I share with the Holy Spirit, is where all my love and joy and peace is. So, you know, I was practicing the the lessons of I only see the past, and I had this thought about my sister and I have been, my younger sister who's taking care of my mom, you know, we've sort of gotten derailed a few times talking about the past. You know, mom is doing this, and then we start sharing about how that reminds us of, of such and such. And it's really seeing the past. There's no present moment in it. And so last night in meditation, I started to say, I love, and I started going down a list. I did. Some people I don't like. Some people irritate me. Some people I truly love. Some people I have issues with. I mean, by the time I was done, I was loving Donald Trump. I am loving my sister who's been attacking me, the other sister. I was loving my mother. It was like, that's the choice. I found the choice. I found the way to step into the experience of the choice, the Christ mind. And after I was doing it for a while, I felt so much joy. (laughs) It was like, oh, my God, I'm home. I'm home again. I don't know how I didn't understand that I could do that before. I don't know how I felt like I was straddling a reality of the past a reality of the world I made to replace God, and trying to absorb and be in the Christ mind. Another thing I loved, apart from the fact that, number one, we have a choice. The choice is to accept the thoughts I share with God. I love all my brothers and sisters. I can't see anything but God's love in them. I don't feel anything for them except a blessing going out. And if something comes up, I have to offer that to, to the Holy Spirit. I offer it on my inner altar because it needs to be transformed and released. I don't want to hold on to anything that's blocking the Christ mind from its its fullness and its complete radiance. So, um, um, okay. <clears> okay. <throat> I don't want to stop until I at least get one more thing out. Um, But then again, you know, the Holy Spirit is in charge of this. Uh, Anyway, maybe I can't right now. Maybe I get another chance at the end because basically the choice is to accept the Christ mind, which is the mind of the Holy Spirit, the mind that communicates with God. A mind that's one with god still the one the mind that is truth and i have to completely give up the other false mind of what i made up so what is my forgiveness because i think in review lesson four which was nine maybe i don't know it said um, i have to forgive myself what do i have to forgive myself for i made a world to replace God. I made the world. And then I and then I made it full of private thoughts that are completely stupid and unreal. You know, I hung on to experiences from the past and I hung on to my interpretations and those interpretations became my belief system. And it's just a falsehood. It's just a falsehood that needs to be surrendered into the light. It talks about my devotion and my devotion My inner altar, my devotion is to the truth. And thank you, Jesus and God, for giving us a Christ self, a Christ mind, for giving us the Holy Spirit. And it's just a choice. It's a decision. I was so stuck on thinking something something was wrong with me. But you can't get there from the ego. You can't be in the ego mind and try to pretend that you've got it because you have to be willing to give up the whole ego, the whole insane story um, there was something else but it's definitely not important, thank you for giving me the space to share, I'm complete
1: oh, I loved every bit thank of that you. Karen I'm so happy for your miracle okay.
5: that was really beautiful
1: Karen, thank you great share excellent,
3: really glad for you Karen. thank you. I just want to say this, I love you all. Thank you so much.
6: <laughs> <laughs> this is Sandra. As I was listening to your share, Karen, it was just, you know, you were so in the moment and, and that is really what I'm finding is the only solution to this consciousness which hurts us of... Victim is to is because it's always from the past, and the only way out is to be present in the moment, in gratitude. And I heard that from you, so thank you. Thank you, Sandra. That's that's um,
1: really amazing. Seeing
3: yes. great to hear your voice again
1: yes it is Don't you just love that line uh, in this reading today, where he says, the same voice uh, that was in me is in you, and you can let it change you, just as it changed me. God, I love that line. I just, um, it's so inspirational. Um you know, when we were little kids, <clears throat> we were, or at least I was, uh, taught kind of a flat Jesus, um, two-dimensional. You know, um, and and always it seems so inaccessible. Um, try, try as I might, you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and. and you know i couldn't i couldn't feel it i couldn't um i i couldn't get uh to that place and and that flat jesus uh always had the notion of right and wrong and good and bad and and um and and it's so difficult uh or it was so difficult. Uh, for me to realize that that isn't the Jesus that's talking to us at all Uh, and the Jesus talking to us is so alive and so knows us I mean it it still just blows me away the extent to which he knows my mind and can tell me about it you know that is still just so amazing, and and so the idea you can let it change you just as it changed me holds out such promise of transformational life, um, and not flatness. You know, it it, it is a feeling in me uh, as though he's pulling pulling something right out of my soul. You know? And and he's saying, This is you this is you and and the part of me that um what? Say what? <laughs> you know, that part of my mind um is so becomes so irrelevant when in that presence I can just be you know. And and so um it's a wonderful thing, uh, to me, to read these words as a dialogue with with my soul, you know, um, and and to hold them close to my heart like that, as a promise of more to be revealed, you know. Um, and so every time I i uh hear one of you share that experience. It just um lights me up you know uh and and it's so beautiful to know the workings of this mind uh that moves through and in us and calls us out uh to be like him it's It's just so beautiful. Uh, to share this hour or two every morning like that with you guys. So anyway, um, thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm complete.
3: Thank you so much, Lori. Thank you for holding the space for us. Where would we be without being able to practice all this? Um, the, The glory of having like the understanding to choose you know it's great to have other people do it for you when you go to a healer and everything but you, when you don't know how to get there by yourself it's, it's really a problem I remembered what I wanted to say really quick um, God isn't in me I'm part of God I just love that I am part of God part of God, just like the trees, just like the air, just like the angels, just like all of you. We're all part of God. It's not God is in me, my ego. I'm complete. Oh, I'm into that.
2: (laughs)
1: I'm um, looking over the lessons again and um, seeing how it says in the first one, I am upset because I see what is not there. And um, it's not that we don't see with our body and our body's eyes, but we see it as real. And what we think of it of as it being our reality of who we are, like Lori was talking about, Um When someone asks us who we are, we we tell them, oh, I'm a girl and I'm a nurse and, you know, I have a a sister and a brother and I live here in this neighborhood. And it's all um, the reality, having replaced my true reality with the illusion of a temporal and temporaneous um, changing, changing. Anything that changes is not true of who I am. And, um, and, it, and it says, which I made up. And um, I think that's important to me. And, you know, reading the text together, we've read the difference between what we've made and what God created. And so for my understanding um, that the illusions are upsetting You know, that my my body upsets me, that the world upsets me, that others may upset me because I have given them reality. And thus, regard my true reality as an illusion. I don't believe in what's invisible, what I can't see. And I can't see it because I believe in what my body's eyes see. And so it's in that recognition that I I need let go of all my judgments. On myself and on the world, in order to see beyond it, or see behind it, or see within myself, um, so I can look with love and all that I feel to see before. Um, where it talks in the lesson, my mind is preoccupied with past thoughts. Um, that all Judy's private thoughts. Are all thoughts that she's acquired through her experience of being in a body since the time she was quote unquote born. And um, that's what my mind is preoccupied with my own private thoughts, thoughts of the past. Even the thought of, you know, being on this call is about this past, it's gone. Um, let me remember that I look on the past. Um, in order not to be present, and to to think, it, you know that that we came to the world, and the changing of the purpose of the world. The purpose of the world was to become something, to become a something an object, to perceive objects of perception. We became perceivers, and we became an object of our own perception. And the undoing of all that is. Simply the belief that that could be done, that the the fact that I can perceive and judge it, doesn't change the fact that I'm completely one and indivisible from from my one source, which is the source of everything. Um, but that time, that the idea of past thoughts and seeing things as they are now, that I I um, use time not that. Judy does, but that the ego, and this is something that I always try to to remind myself because the ego will, will use the illusion of being in time to to validate itself and confirm itself. as it's a mini-me in a body in the world. And I think in, in practicing um, the awareness of Christ consciousness gets me out of that small limited mind it's a different frame of reference from which i can look at myself at judy this little bit apart you know which is every bit as important as a blade of grass or a bumblebee or 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 a cloud like karen was speaking of before that you know i'm no more important or nor any less significant than any other part all being equal and the same and one in God's eyes. And I think that really opens up my heart to the kind of love that is in the the big heart of God, the, the, the love and compassion for everything that helps me to feel that and envelop everything in my holiness, encompass everything in the love that I share with the big heart of God. But I totally agree with what you shared, Karen, about You know, completely letting go of Judy. (laughs) She's the obstacle to my peace. (laughs) So thank you all for your beautiful shares today. I am complete.
5: Thank you, Judy.
1: That's so helpful.
4: Thank you, Judy.
1: I just remembered something that when Karen was sharing how um, love will enter into any mind that truly wants it, but it must want it truly. And it, it sounds like you, you really truly wanted it. <laughs> and that um, there's there's no love in this world, that we can't find ourselves in this world, that, that our ego, what was the line that um, the ego... We do not love what we have made. The ego made, and what we made does not love us. That there's that ambivalence that we we have for you know this body and this personality, and we love it but we hate it at the same time. <laughs> that love hate ambivalence, and um, this you know some of these ideas in the course I've I've thought about for a long time, and and. Um, I think it's good to, to think about them and, and to try to understand the difference between what we made of ourselves and how we imagine that we're something that we're not. And then we judge ourselves for it and judge against ourselves for it. And, and that's the whole thought system of the ego. So um, see clearly now. I can see clearly now. I can see I'm not blind anymore, I can see. Thank you. I love you all too.
2: Thanks, Judy.
1: It's just um you remind me of that quote. Um, judgment or vision you can have, but never both.
5: Thank you. Yeah, that
1: judgment slices and dices up our totality, the kingdom of God. And we're here to restore ourselves to, to our home, being in heaven, in that state of grace and unity. Um, judgment, that judgment, good or bad, is um, that there's no wisdom in judgment but wisdom is the relinquishment of judgment.
6: Thank you, Laurie.
3: Hey, it's Karen again just a thought I don't want to say out loud um, you know over time and meditating for so many years and so on I, I monitor my subtle body you know I'm open I'm not open and that kind of led me to to experimenting with just saying I love so-and-so Is because I was trying to see if I could get my heart flowing and my open my heart open but it's also a very big fear temptation to think that if something changes that it's catastrophic and a bad thing. I'm gonna get pun I'm being punished. I did something wrong. All of those things. And it was just so glorious because two days ago it felt like it felt like everything shifted and my body just felt so different. And my ego mind was saying, Oh, you just integrated your ego completely, your mind is completely back into the body again now. Your ego is taken over. I, was like, I am not interpreting this. And I turned it all over to the Holy Spirit and said, I'm not gonna look at the body anymore to give me information, which I then misguidingly, mis- um, mistakenly interpret the body is doing what the body does and that's in the hands of God and I am not going to give it any power over me to tell me that I'm not okay. Uh, It was a really big deal because I had a couple of complete psychotic breakdowns at different times because of phenomenon, you know, like kundalini phenomenon in the body. It's all just another another form of Maya, ultimately, and I'm reading rereading for the third time, the autobiography of the Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. And it's just so ironic that I'm in the chapter on Maya, because he's talking about how everything is light. <laughs> and then he quotes all the scientists of his day, you know, Einstein, and so on and so forth. Thank you for letting me share that. I'm not <laughs>
1: thanks for sharing that, Karen that's um that's really uh, uh, helpful uh, to me in the sense that um in the sense that it took me a long time to learn how to watch my thoughts uh, because there's that there's this automatic thing that happens uh, I experience something instantly mind says and this means um experience this means experience this means you know it becomes so automatic that there's absolutely no space between the experience and that this means um and and it will continue to work that way until i interrupt it and my most useful tool for that is i don't know you know just watching how experience thought, experience thought, and meaning, experience thought, meaning, experience thought, meaning. Um, there is a little place in there where I can say I don't know, and uh, and and it dissipates, whatever that instant this meaning wants to attach, just phew, just gone. Um, so thank you for that observation. I'm complete. Yeah, this is Jessica. Thank you both. Um, Karen, your share reminded me of my ex-brother-in-law, who was my my really good friend in college, and I met my first husband through him because he was his brother. And we were very close, and then he became a devotee. I mean, he – I'm sorry, not devotee. He,
2: he, he
3: studied,
1: you know um, – Self-Realization Fellowship, and which was Paramahansa Yogananda's group. And he ended up leaving college and going to California and becoming a monk. And, you know,
6: I thought of him as,
1: as really wonderfully um, sort of disengaged from the world. And um, And then a couple of really disturbing and upsetting things, well, he, he got brain cancer while he was he, – he ended up leaving the, mon, the monkdom, monkery <laughs> and getting married. And then while he was lying on his deathbed, his wife that he had married went and jumped out the window of the – I don't know. I wasn't there, but I heard this from my ex-husband. And the reason I'm telling that story is that – You know, we think we know what something means. (laughs) I mean, like what you were saying, Lori, and what sort of what Karen was saying about, um, it doesn't mean anything. You know, we don't know what it means. Just like you said, Lori, I don't know. But I know now more than ever that me being my individual personality, quote unquote, is meaningless. I am not in this particular life, in this particular story, in this particular body, for any reason except that I made it up. We made it up, our one mind made up all of these things, and it doesn't tell you when somebody jumps out the window or somebody has brain gets brain cancer. It doesn't suddenly change who they are in any way, like oh well, maybe he you know some people might say maybe he shouldn't have become a monk because it did something to his
6: uh
1: life you know in a negative way and that's how why he got cancer i mean people say things like that and think things like that a lot of people who don't say it think it and i'm i'm coming to know more and more how unimportant my perception of who i am is You know, I can be, uh, I had a really wonderful time with all five of my grandchildren who were in and out of my house this weekend, this past weekend, the oldest being 16 and the youngest being nine months
3: old. And it was wonderful and it was horrible. I mean, one of them who spent a long time here uh, is very loud. And um, that was hard, but it means
6: nothing.
1: We are all in a state of oneness
3: all the time. And all of this is a dream that we created. Um, And thanks for sharing the dream with me.
1: It can be really wonderful, and it mostly is wonderful if I don't attach myself to it. I'm complete. Jessica, that was so very well said.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jessica. I loved hearing from you, and I loved what you shared. Thank you.
6: Yeah, that was great, Jessica. I loved that, um, you know, this detachment, and then I had also heard uh, Karen say that it's all light, and and the whole, you know, non-dual mind which doesn't, there's, there's just there's no separation. It's all, it's all light, uh, unless I'm having a different experience than that. And then, it, and then, you know, I'm finally getting into using the words, it's, it's either light or it's the illusion. It's either light or it's a dream. And, um, and it's my choice of, you know, and, and the only way I can get to that choice once again, I'll say it again, is to be in the present moment and to let go of the past and all past experiences and my judgment and and assessment of those past experiences because I thought I knew something. (laughs) Here we go, Lori, and I don't know anything. You know, it's just except I I can, even if I don't know it or I can't see it, I can still come from a place of... Letting go of any kind of past beliefs or thoughts, and just being in the moment, in gratitude that I can be in this moment. There's nothing really threatening me. Um, you know, I have some health issues, but who, you know, what who who's concerned about that when I'm not even a body? You know, I do the best I can with it, but I if I identify with it, then I'm going to get frightened and try to fix it or, you know, it's just I'm doing whatever I can do, whatever I'm being guided to do and, and staying in the moment and knowing that every moment is full of possibility when I'm in that place of being present and not bringing the past in there. I can, can, can recreate myself with so much possibility when I can just be in the present moment and let go of the past and past experiences and past assessments of those experiences, which I'm watching myself just bring that right into the present moment because it's habitual. The whole victim consciousness for me is, is just, I thought I was over it, but it must be another layer. <laughs> so, But I'll just keep on walking in gratitude and stay in the present moment which is a relief. I'm complete.
1: Well, present is a beautiful word. Thank you, Sandra. When I'm present.
3: I was just wondering, is Momoya still here? I was wondering if he had some... Did you want to share something? <laughs> I may have missed well, it because to get off at one but No, yeah.
0: no. Um I don't think so. I I don't I I had thought to ask for any shares before I close and then I think you started that motion, Karen, so it's perfect.
2: And uh, <laughs> uh yeah I, I
0: don't think I don't think I can add much except uh joy at all the practical application <laughs> i'm hearing how uh, the change of mind does it doesn't uh immediately go out and rearrange the world to suit, but it, uh, it, it allows us to begin to see that it, it really is all one, even though it appears to be lost in fear and conflict. And, uh, you know, I think this is the what is needed to heal a the world is a change of mind that's
2: not not to
0: not to judge but um (laughs) it's it may be the best thing to do because I you know this release the the relief of release um can radiate outward as like he says it's not our not not our concern how it does um, but he does say that it it does do that, and you know this is that all all of our belief in separation has us believing that we have separate
2: minds, but
0: that that uh, at the level of being there is a you know i think the <laughs> the first axiom which uh you know it's it's like it says it's beyond belief because it's true uh so it, it is is that uh at the level of being it is all one um. And so, you know, we look out at a universe where there's like these, on the scale of the whole thing, there's these almost infinitesimally small planets circulating these very widely separated stars and it looks like, well, there's separation in there. (laughs) But, um, you know, a change of view that that unifies it in the... is to uh is offered in course of love where it says uh spirit is everything that's not matter and then the matter is surrounded and closed and taken up in spirit and uh we're just focused on what we what the body's eyes can see Instead of, uh, the whole that is, that is there, and <clears throat> supports what is, uh, you know, a, uh, a huge and ongoing creation, in, even in form, um, uh, So you know, I <laughs> I didn't mean to delay. I don't I don't really know. I don't think <laughs> there necessarily is a, a a perfect close for this call. But um, I want to go back to one
2: paragraph here. There. It is
0: and just offer this as a close uh, as to uh, as it's a very different than the usual scale of judgment but it 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 is a way of uh, checking you know, if we have to check ourselves, it's not a cause for fear or judgment. It is is—it uh, is more of like trying to remember something that is there everywhere, so it's like we don't see it. It's quiet. So I'll just read 24. The voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds. It is compelling only because of what it reminds you of. It brings to your mind the other way. Remaining quiet even in the midst of the turmoil you have made for yourselves. The voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Yet peace is stronger than war because it heals. War is division, not increase. No one gains from strife. And uh, I, I think this may be why he says Be vigilant for the kingdom of heaven, because it's so quiet. (laughs) Anyway, we have to be vigilant for it, having learned how to distract ourselves so thoroughly. And, uh, that's all. I'm complete. Thank you all. This call has been a real blessing this morning, and, uh, Love you all.
1: Thanks everybody. Thank you, morning
3: Beautiful and perfect. Thank you. Thank you for holding baby
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you all. Just beautiful. Thank you all. Yep. Great call.
0: So I will end the recording, but not the call.